Come on, it's a lion. They're adorable. So basically, they conclude, all right, we'll do a stakeout tonight. And he goes, here, this guy here, he's a lion killer. He's, he's our best lion killer, man. He go with you. All right. So Adam missed my lion joke. No, I heard it. Just oh. Oh, there was okay. a lion there. Oh, <laughs> he heard that. I'm going to give it a pause. Whoa. No, pause. You heard that joke a, a block away from feeding the meter. It wasn't the front one, but it was the main one. Ah! <laughs> oh, grumble, growl. Grumble, growl. This guy looks pretty cool. Yeah, this is Angus. His accent is great. Is he British? He's Scottish. Ah. Uh, right. But these are, uh, this is the British colonies, not the Scottish colonies. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Leave. So he's like, Angus, you better sit this out. Uh, you know, the line's going to be dangerous. He goes, oh, I came here for adventure. There's no way. Yep, see the monkey. Okay, so now, uh, it, like, there's no lion. And then this guy's going to go, right. come quick, come quick. And we're going to find the dead cook. Oh, no. She's dead? Eaten. What? How ironic. He ate, the lion ate the chef? <laughs> the lion... <laughs> <laughs> well, they didn't. Yeah, she was famous in in uh, Mombasa for serving lions. She was. Yeah, wow, right. she served basically. plenty of lions. Well, so you know the lions actually ate the uh, manicurist, and they're like, "This, ugh, oh, gross. Ugh, oh, let's try like a cook next time." <laughs> they 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 uh, ate. What's ironic is they ate the cook rare, raw. Okay. Uh -huh. It's like cook sushi. Now, look at Robert Sack. He's freaked out. And he's like, could this be the the African tribe, you know? And he goes, laddie, he bits through her head, her skull. He, Stack came, he came over there saying, listen, buddy, my father-in-law got me this job, and I want you to meet my uh, piece, Cook. And then the line he's Cook, and he's like, damn, I was going to. No, no disrespect, fellas. I was going to bang that cook. <laughs> no disrespect. But I was going to bang. Okay, no so they're all waiting for the train so that they can go home. And Robert Stack's like, get back to work. And he like beats them into it. I could really it. feel, I could really feel like I'm waiting for the bus in this 3D scene. Uh, no, that was a car. Oh, no, that was a loud car. So here he is, like, this is what I meant, like, cracking the whip. Oh, yeah. He just watches them, like, okay, everyone, pretend you're digging. Pretend you're digging. Oh, I'm sure the studio is like, dig, dig, we need it for the next movie. We're doing a World War One movie in two days. Now, for the first time, we're going to see the lions. And what we're going to see, Mike, is the tamest lions you have. <laughs> They're cute, cuddly little. What dimension? Lions. Are we gonna see this cuddly? Yeah. Oh, in three dimensions. In three dimensions. Oh right, yeah. Well, that's, that's adorable. Is, that's what I got my. They give hugs. They, you know, they purr. 
They're really nice. You're saying the Boana Devil is like the Gazuki of monsters, of like lions. It's just adorable little uh, beast. <laughs> That's right. You'll see. Okay, so here we're pretending we're on lion stakeout. Uh-huh. Now, they think there's only one lion, but there's two, and they don't know it. Oh, look, here he is. Simba! Oh, look, whoa. Listen, I got to take my I gotta take my glasses off. This is way too intense for me. Oh, they're pointing oh, no. friendship sticks at me. Now, you know, one of the reasons why I picked this movie is that it's available on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. In in 2D though. But it, right. they have a lot of 3D movies in 2D, but this one is always quoted in the history books. Yeah. And I just never seen it before, you know. Um, we did do we did do a 3D movie. This is before your time, Carl. It was with uh, uh, Ira, and it was uh -huh. coming at you. And it was from 1983. And it revised the 3D craze three decades later with the 1983 movie Coming at You, which was a spaghetti western released in theaters in 1983. 83. So that's that's kind of late. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then you had like Friday the 13th Part 3D, and you had like all these like. Uh, Time Hunter in the Forbidden Zone 3D, shit like that. Interesting. I think it's Time Hunter. Well, it sounds sci-fi to me. So the lion it's ate him. Like, this is someone else. This is somebody else. They were on stakeout. The lion was in front of them, but they didn't know there was a second lion, and the lion ate from him from behind. And so Robert Stack was like, bury him so no one will know. Now they're like lion provisioning the camp. It kind of makes no sense because he buried the body and they're not supposed to know about the lion. They're lion proofing. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, it is the season. Now, here comes our cameo, Peter Sellers. You keep saying that. Is that really Peter Sellers? No, it's like David Niven. This is Mr. Commissioner. Uh. Oh, by the way, everybody in this film is dead. Everybody. <coughs> no. <laughs> now, look, there's there's the one. No, go through the thing. They all have from this year to this year on all of the cast. And there is a young boy who I don't know who he is. He might be alive, but he would be a very old man. Right. Old man McGinty. Uh. There he is. Uh, Peter Sellers. Here's the cast. I'll put that right here. He was making scones because I am a stereotype, you know. Sometimes I get a vibe of uh, the skipper off of him. So he's about to piss off Robert Stack because he goes, what's all this lion nonsense? And he was like, nonsense. You want me to show you the bodies? He gets mad. <clears throat> look at that. That's Peter Sellers. Take a look, Mike. See? Ah, uh, makes me miss the Boy Scouts. What did I miss, Carl? What? Did I miss? What did you miss? Nothing. Yeah. Look. Okay. So right now he's saying like, 
he's angry that he calls him nonsense and he and tells him that that major you know who's gonna rat on him to his father-in-law he died he got bit by a scorpion whoa and he's dead robert stack feels no guilt to that like maybe it was him being leaving him in the bush with uh, not enough wood to get home you know right oh so he blames himself no he does not and i think he ought to give two seconds to think about that Peter Sellers claims that he's got 15 years experience with lions. So they're going to lay in wait tonight with the trap. They're going to bait the trap with the goat. The lion will go in to eat the goat. They'll close it and shoot him. Now, we saw this in Killdozer, right? They put a sacrificial goat and then Killdozer grinds over it. It was in Jurassic Park, too, right? They use a goat. Yeah, I, I was worshiping Satan the other day. They were using a goat weird yeah that really get you know the abuse i think really, <laughs> really gets my, okay so the guy what, who did this right it's a b movie his name is arch oballer arch oballer and he was prolific uh playwright screenwriter novelist producer director actor in films radio especially theater and television everything and he much attention with his radio scripts. It got Mae West banned once. Uh, horror series, blah, blah, blah. He was one of those kind of people you either loved him or hated him. He was liked or not liked. And he was the one who overheard this guy, this camera crew, talking about 3D filming. He followed it up. Uh, he knew it was like a ticket to fame, ticket to riches, and it worked. Weird. Why is he polarizing? What exactly does he polarize? Well, it was a very turbulent time. FDR was for the people and, you know, Taft was definitely, it was polarizing. He was a Taft man? He was definitely for the rich. Yes, he oh, was yeah. a Taft man. So he's for the colonists, is what you're saying in this movie. He's rooting for those guys. Yes. Now you see Peter Sellers' cameo, Adam. Peter Sellers? Yes, there's really wow. Peter Seller. <laughs> he was seven. It's not. <laughs> Whoa. So Peter Sellers is all proud of himself. He's like, I begged me a lion, laddie. And it turns out to be a hyena. Joke's on him. Look who's laughing. Whoa, there's a hyena. So don't you want a hyena? <laughs> Well, I knew I knew him when he cleaned up Sabrina. Hyena? He wasn't hiding Ina. Hi, Ina. What is this guy doing? Uh, okay, this is the cutest, most adorable lion. He's looking for a knife. Look, you see, he gave him a nice hug. Oh no! Thank you, Thank you for the hug. That lion totally hugged that guy. That death. guy is so lucky he's out of this film. And now, <laughs> Robert Stack is very upset that he was he hugged him to death. That lion, very upset. That's well, very awkward and sweaty. So Peter Sellers is like, "Well, I'm off," and he tells him that he's going to report again to the father-in-law. This is a different person. That this guy is a bum. Uh, he needs to replace him. 
Um, well, so, can I just say, Carl, this movie is why people wanted to watch TV. You <laughs> stayed in that night. Oh my god! What test pattern? Let's do it. Oh my god! Is that Felix the Cat in 3D? There, done. I'll watch that. Well, the lion ate one of the people. I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, really good. You know, as old saying my father had, when the animals start eating you, get the fuck out. <laughs> All right, get leaving. <laughs> good when luck. The tough get eaten. The tough get leaving. <laughs> Thanks for color coordinating, everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. they're the all color. from India, and that was their garb. Apparently, some of this is authentic in that lightest sense. Also, uh, Obama went to Africa in 1948, and a guy who was with there was shooting all sorts of footage of native dancing and animals, and that is the footage we'll see throughout this film. His buddy's stock footage. And it's very obvious that it's not the same. It was filmed in 16 millimeter. And of course, this is filmed in 35 with the double cameras and all of the wham wow. jammies that go along with it. Wow, you could really see him stare into space. <laughs> 3D is good. Now, it's basically we're having a scene of self reflection. The commissioners back to Mombasa to get help. But and so Robert Sack is like, I'm gonna wait in the field tonight on my lonesome. Let him come for me. <laughs> so he's mad. Yeah. Do we meet his fiance? Does she oh, come by yeah. and be like, no, bro? Yeah, we're oh, gonna meet does. him. Daddy says, Don't attack that lion. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't care what my father in law tells me. That's right. Throw oh, look at that. Yeah. Get out of here, shovel. Now, this guy would be, uh, he would go on to be in The Untouchables. That was his big TV show. The, the TV show. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Unsolved Mysteries. Yes, and, and then, right. Commercials. What commercials was he in? I keep thinking the battery. The guy with the chip. Go ahead, knock it out. No, that, yeah, that oh, was Black Sheep Squadron guy. Uh, yeah, yeah, Black Sheep Squadron. Oh, there's a lion I could hug me to death. It's the morning, and basically it's like, where is Robert Stack? It'll be a little, like, ah, thing, and then it'll be fine. Uh, Robert Stack was in the Navy in World War II, an aerial gunnery officer. Uh, yeah, Elliot Ness in um, The Untouchables. Cool. He had a relaunch. You see, he had his career, and it kind of started to go away. And then in that movie, 1941... They called him into service, and after that, he was in, because he was being a comedian then, something he had never done before. It was an airplane. Right. Oh, right. He was an airplane, 1980. And then he was in, you know, Joe versus the Volcano, Caddyshack 2, Beavis and Butthead to America, base, Basketball. Uh, all the hits. All, all the hits. Now, you know, I, I've mentioned this before. There was an interview with Robert, uh, Ernest Borgnine. Uh, in the AV club, and he said that basketball was his least favorite movie, and he thought those guys were idiots. Yeah, I, I, that makes total sense. That makes total sense. There's a great clip where um, Ernest Borgnine is on Fox News, and he's uh, he's a Fox and Friends, and he's saying something like, you know, my wife likes what I do, and they go, well, we don't want you to say it, and then he whispers it to the guy, but the guy has a microphone on, yeah. so you can hear him <laughs> fully saying. <laughs> It's pretty awesome. 
And the, you know, the host is like, please stop, please stop. The only other thing about Robert Stack, he had a run on Falcon Crest. Oh, that's cool. Oh, so yeah, these are all familiar roles. I just keep thinking I know him from commercials. No, he was in a lot of commercials. I just didn't do the research on that. It seemed like he seemed. Oh, uh, well, like because hotels. I was expecting the internet would tell me that this was the voice on the Geico commercial, and right. so I found all his commercials he did, and I went through them and stuff. And I, this is the old footage, 1948. You're going to see a lot of African stuff. Now, is that in two D? Yes, but they still put the colors in. It's it's not very. The internet claims that the old footage is tacked on and the 3D stuff is fake. So, not fake, it just looks cheap. Like, uh, there's a 3D in which you only do the colors, and then there's the 3D right. where you have the two cameras. And, you know, they can only do the colors. My, my favorite or my least favorite part of 3D movies are the last 10 minutes, right? They're like, you remember this? <laughs> you remember this? <laughs> You got 10 more minutes before the credits. There's more. Look at that fake footage, huh? Whoa. They look hungry, those hippos. But, you, <laughs> but you'll see he'll, like, shoot at one and fall off his canoe. You see how they fake it? Uh -huh. He's in front of a screen, a movie screen. Yeah, and then suddenly there's some beach ball kind of in his way. Oh, no. Oh, shit. Gators. But that never pays off. He just gets to the shore. You. But why? Why not do it? You've got the alligators. They're going in the water. Just have a scene where he's like, thrash, thrash. Whoa, I made it to safety. Yeah, this just throw a couple of gators into the camera. Oh, shit. That's right. What a devil. He doesn't and have a gun. He ate Peter Sellers. Look at him. He's the nicest lion you'd ever want to meet. There's no blood. <laughs> he was very petite. Made no chewing noises. Dipped his, uh, yeah, it's like he put uh, Peter Sellers to sleep. <laughs> Take a nice nap. He bit off a gun. Wow. So, you know, I never saw Jaws, but I imagine this is the plot. Okay, now we're back. Now we have the only scene of humor in this whole... They're, they're lighting fires. To, okay, here's a humorous scene, and I wish I had a laugh track to play for you. I think I will climb this cliff for no reason. Uh-oh. Oh, it's the nicest lion ever. Whoa. Wow, that's a fall. That would have been a great laugh track. Gilligan! <laughs> Gilligan. Oh, Gilligan's Island in oh. 3D. Oh, that's what they should have done. That would have been a big hit. So now, so now Skipper comes in and goes, Laddie, the Hindus are going. They're really this time going. And so Robert Stack once again will lay down the old like Kunta Kinte rap. You're not going anywhere. Yeah, walk, in, walk back and forth with them. Get back to work. There's no lions. Get oh, yeah. Look at him. Yeah. He shouldn't stand on the tracks like that. Listen, I have all these facts about the other actors, but who cares? Oh, 
It's the oh. nicest lion in the world going to give you a hug. Look at the lion. He just ate some. Look at that little blood thing under his yeah. chin. He gave him a nibble. Yeah, a little love bite. They're fierce lions and their kisses make a little blood. He kissed me on the neck. What um, a weird lion. I could tell you all about these actors and it's just not interesting, you know. Do you need to have more about the director? Sure. He was uh Did he make porno really movies? What? Did he make porno movies in the seventies? No, no. He died in eighty seven. Uh, uh his ego and personality were larger than life. Radio historian historian Joe Dunning wrote Few people are ambivalent when it came to Arch Obler. He was one of those intense personalities who were either liked or disliked with equal fire. Um, I wonder why he's disliked, because he's an asshole. <laughs> yeah. David Zunzu Kersher, running the ones and twos. He's a champion. In here, we need to get some fucking marijuana incense, lighten it up, helping us out. Wow. You're it's deep. <laughs> I feel like I know you so much better after those. Yeah. Woo! It's eight o'clock. It's Mutiny Radio. Uh, here we are at the beginning of Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse. The throngs of people coming. That's how we do. We all at the beginning. I always I like the word throngs. Sounds like it sounds like thongs, but more Game of Thronesy. Like you know, so throngs of people coming to Pamtastic's comedy clubhouse, but they are listening online, and it would be amazing. I put toilet paper in the bathroom tonight. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand. Um, hey, Emily Van. I was like, I was like, I'm so glad about tonight's show. She was like, I need to get out of there by 8:30 because Mama's got to eat. And I was like, Of course you do. You're pregnant. Anything you want. And I was like, Oh, my friends are coming anyway, so I'll I'll put you up early, and then I'll just do 25 minutes at the end. It'll be great, and you'll be like, you'll be like, ah, I'm out of here. I got it. I'm so. It's you're like, mm. what? Okay, so I had a terrible, tragic. I accidentally fell into the splits in like a dance break during separate ways. And I feel like that's what like being pregnant over 35 is like. <laughs> it's like, is it like, what am I? Is this, wow. Am I a dick? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm 44. I'm never having a baby. Like anything. I can't wait till I go through menopause. I want to get this great tattoo like on my uterus to commemorate its non-use. And I want to get like... I want to get a skeleton baby kitten. I want to get a kitten. I want to have a skeleton baby kitten curled up like by, like where my like with his little. That's so funny. There'd be no ears though. They'd have to be like ghost ears because that's cartilage, and then obviously a skeleton kitten. Just gonna put it right there. Anybody else want to birth kittens? No. Do you hope that you have a kitten? You, do you? Did they ask you? Well, but you were like, do you know if it's a boy or a girl? 
You know, that's great. Yeah, right? Because boys, oh my God, jam hands. They smell weird. So gross. So gross. I had to bathe a child today. We, we just got off the bus and we got back to his house. And I was like, he's four. And I was like, uh, before we do anything, we need to wash your hands. He's like, no, we don't. I'm like, yeah, we do. And he says, why do you... I was like, okay, not only we're on the carousel, when you smelled the metal and when like, this smells weird, like metal. And I'm like, yeah, and your hands are on it. Then we're on a bus and you're touching things. I don't know what's on the... Tw- the, the well, we were on the nine. What is that liquid on the nine? Like, can anybody tell me? Is it urine? Maybe. I don't know. If it wasn't a fifth grader, I couldn't do a science fair project. With I couldn't like do like let's get some trifold stuff and litmus paper and find out if you can get chlamydia from the 22. We were not doing that. It oh my god petri dishes. We don't want it. I mean, how much feces is in this bathroom? We don't want to find out. Don't give me a petri dish. I brought children here the other day too. <laughs> they walked in the door and they. <laughs> like nanny pammy it smells funny in here <laughs> it's like hippies smell funny it's all their fault it's the <laughs> hippies smell weird i don't know what to tell you there's 55 people that walked through here and some of them are old check 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 so now four works so this is four now okay yeah you ever get so high you forget how your own shower works does that happen to you you forget how your shower works you're like it's like Airbnb being in your own home. It's like, ah, water is so hot. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I love. But I what? Union. Is that what cats do? Do they get? Well, it's the one arm bowing. I'm down with that. Yeah, we need to just do this. But you can't smoke pot when your hand is moving this much. Like you just, you gotta hold the pot with, like you got you got at the fire. I mean, maybe if it was like a match, but then this action would actually put the match out. So probably pretty. Although I do believe in bowing to our alien overlords, the cat with one paw. Everybody, mmm. That. 17 million, a billion? How many Asians are there? They can't be wrong. They, they bow to the cat. No one else? Was that racist? I can't tell. I'm the accidental racist. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. If you say Asian, it usually means you're racist. I, I, don't, I don't understand. You guys are like, a, uh, it's a small audience, but not because. A lovely line. Cross drawn with ash. On the forehead, tea beneath a hundred mattresses, grain of grit inside flesh without bone, fever in my temple, flint grinding in my throat, wondering when I should daub a black cross on my door. Six months inside at least. The joke is you would get less time for battery, but that joke is flat and frankly laughing hurts. I sleep when I should be awake and make plain pasta at two in the morning and only eat half. I spit and spit and wash my mouth to try and dry it and I spit. I cannot smoke and the hypnotics dehydrate and every swallow makes me like a screaming eyeless thing at the foot of a crucifix. A pope trapped in a clear square like Tilda grieving in war requiem.
So I lie awake, hearing Maggie scream and Tony blaspheme and a church full of soldiers singing about being Christian and watching the figures creep up and thinking, I, I will not, I will not survive this. Take a psychedelic circus journey to the dark side of the moon with Bow and Arrow Presents. Is real, that's a real
like a true girl. Well, listen. Well, the modern world is not so bad. Not like the students say. In fact, I'd be in heaven if you'd share the modern world. Thank <laughs> you. 
The name of the show is Flat Black Plastic. You're listening to it on MutinyRadio.fm. Keep on listening. Wanda Coleman was born and raised in Los Angeles. She's given over 180 public readings and can be heard on Freeway Records' spoken word trilogy, Voices of the Angels, English as a Second Language, and Neighborhood Rhythms. She's been a barmaid, a welfare mother, a waitress, a magazine editor, a, a medical transcriber, and other things. She scored a literary fellowship from the National Endowment for the Arts in 1981, and right now she's on a Guggenheim Fellowship in Poetry. Please welcome Wanda Coleman. Against this night, cold, empty room as wide as my throat, eases, flows. River, a mocha memory from Aunt Aura's kitchen. She made it in the big tin percolator and poured the brew into thick, white, fist-sized mugs and put lots of sugar and milk in it for me and the other kids who loved it better than chocolate. And the neighbor woman used to tell her and us it wasn't good for young colored children to drink. It made you get blacker and blacker. This is a series of six poems. I call this a jump rope sociology. You know, you jump, you jump rope to them. And they're traditional rhythms. And I call them nigger rhythm rhymes from the blues part of town. Sweet Daddy Long Dick tried to make me turn a trick. I turned him in. He's doing ten. Now ain't I slick? <laughs> Johnny Johnny loved me so. He said he'd never let me go. He said he'd always be my man. He said he'd always As understand. Many of you no doubt I caught him fucking up on me. This the is a very said I had VD. special I said and historic with night. A knife. Now I'm doing five to life. In the history of show business. <laughs> and in the almost legendary life Martha of Martha went to church on Sunday. His final nightclub performance. On Monday. Sold a little dope on Tuesday. I have seen, and many of you have seen, Dick Gregory. Smoked a little grass. On Thursday, a decade and a half ago, on Friday, on the opened the nightclub doors for so many of his fellow comedians. And now tonight, after this performance, he closes that door behind himself. And I think that a telegram from another close friend, Steve Jaffe, says it very well. No man has given more, asked less, or been more needed. A decade and a half of wit, insight, knowledge, and entertainment was your gift to us. As you go 